0: Hello and welcome to Flourish Podcast. This week we will be covering John 1, um, verses 19 through 34. Um, Talking about John the Baptist and the start of Jesus' ministry. The song this week will be called uh, Scandalous Love. It's from my album War and Peace, which you can find on Bandcamp. Band camp is Bias Jaeger. Um, yeah, let's just dive right in. Thanks.
1: The war is over now. It's the end. i Oh, what love is this When you return
0: This week's psalm is Psalm 100. A psalm for giving thanks. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us, and we are his let's begin with a word of prayer. Father God, um, thank you. Thank you for your plan of salvation. Um, Thank you that you give us life. Lord, speak the words that need to be spoken. Lord, I've done the study this week, and I've allowed you to to speak to me through it God I just pray that your words would be spoken through it as well Um, that this would not be a time to glorify me but it would be a time to glorify you God that whoever hears this podcast would be just turned back to you so that they would know you deeper and that they would flourish in their relationship with you And in their life. I pray that you bless this time, uh, clear our minds and our hearts from anything that is not of you, um, and speak to us now. In your name, Jesus. Amen. All right. So last week, we left off verse 18. um, Just kind of finalizing this whole idea of the word becoming flesh, which is manifested as Jesus Christ, right? Jesus was born into this world and lived among us. So this week we're picking up in verse 19, and we'll end in verse 34. So we'll just read that passage real quick. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. And when they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you? We need to give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself?" He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Then why are you baptizing if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but among you stands one who, or one you do not know. Even he who comes after me, the strap of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me comes a man who ranks before me, because he was before me. I myself did not know him, but for this purpose I came with the water that he might be revealed to Israel. And John bore witness. I saw the Spirit descended from heaven like a dove, and it remained on him. I myself... Did not know him, but he who set me to baptize with water said to me, He on whom you see the Spirit descend and remain, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and have borne witness that this is the Son of God. All right. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, uh, just to kind of start off this section, which is really um, a longer section, but we're just going to focus on this part of it. Um, Justin Buzzard, in his 12-week study of John, says that the first half of John's gospel, versus starting at chapter 1, verse 19, going all the way till. Chapter Twelve, Verse Fifty, highlights Jesus's messianic identity through the signs, the many signs that He has performed or that He performs. Um, that's kind of just like a a thing to keep in mind. So as we begin this diving into what John the Baptist says and the beginning of Jesus's ministry, let's just keep it in mind and bear in mind that this whole building up is just proof that jesus is the messiah um he is everything that god intended he's human he's god he is the god man as we looked at last week um the eternal man Um, so john the baptist here he is already (laughs) uh, john the apostle has already alluded to this and has mentioned John the Baptist and and saying, you know, he said that Jesus is the one who came before me and is greater than I. This is the actual testimony of what John experienced and um, a little bit of a background on John the Baptist. He actually is the same John the Baptist, or he's actually Jesus's cousin. He was born of Martha, Mary's cousin. He's a distant relative, right? Um, And went and lived in the wilderness for a long time and came back. And this is a quick overview. I, I could dive a lot deeper. I'm trying to be cognizant of time. So I'm just giving a quick overview, right? So this is the first time that John really encounters Jesus. Um, but he, his whole purpose is really what we're going to explore. Um, so let's start with the first point, which is John's confession. And it's verses 19 through 23. First, he states that he is not the Christ, um, which means the Messiah or the anointed one or the king. Um, when asked by these men who were sent from the Pharisees, they ask him if he is Elijah. Um, so the prophecies before uh, state that Elijah is supposed to come before the Messiah to bring about the way. Um, but the the tricky thing here is that... It, <laughs> The Jews did not anticipate a two-fold coming. They didn't anticipate this first coming to be like the second coming, and they were expecting the second coming the first time. What do I mean by that? God's plan is Jesus comes down and becomes the sacrificial lamb, as we'll look at later. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself here. Um, and then initiates the way back to himself. This is God's plan. Jesus comes as our sacrificial lamb to initiate the way back to himself, God, but then he'll come back again and finally put everything to rights. The Jews' viewpoint was when the long-awaited Messiah comes he will deliver them from all oppression immediately, right away. And this is the big hang-up with why Jesus is not accepted as Messiah by uh, Judaism. And more specifically, the Pharisees um, at this time, and, and and all of what we see throughout history um, because he did not deliver them the way they expected. He did deliver. He delivered us from death and the grave and sin. (laughs) But that's not what humanity was expecting. So John says flat out that he is not this Messiah that has come, and he's not Elijah. Um, he he came in this. This is what Matthew Henry says. Um, and it, it's a really good point. This is what it means. He came in the spirit and power of Elijah, but not the person. So John is literally saying, no, I am not this person who is supposed to come before Jesus comes back the second time. Um, that can be confusing. And I... Um, I should dig a little deeper, Uh, and here in my research is where I kind of didn't go too deep, and I apologize for that. Uh, Here's what Augustine says. Would your graces please notice that what I am saying is true. When John was conceived, or rather, when he was born, the Holy Spirit prophesied that he would fulfill with regard to this man, and he will be... He said, "The forerunner of the Most High, in the spirit and power of Elijah." Uh, and that references in Luke 1:17, if you would like to look it up. So not Elijah himself, but in the spirit and power of Elijah. What does this mean? In the spirit and power of Elijah? With the same Holy Spirit, he will have the role of Elijah. Why the role of Elijah? Because what Elijah must be for the second coming, John was for the first coming. And again, the second coming is when Christ comes back, finally puts everything everything to rights. And this was known because it was a prophecy spoken before the Messiah came. Um, So then, what else does John confess then? They ask him if he's the prophet, which is a Deuteronomy reference. Deuteronomy 18, uh, verses 15 and verse 18. It's a prophet like Moses who will be raised up uh, by the people to lead them out. <laughs> and on, and that prophet is Jesus. He is the one who is being raised up. He is the one who will lead his people out of Egypt, the The way of the world which is what we see there that Egypt is the way of the world and Jesus is our deliverer he is the one who takes us out of that but John is not and he confesses that and he says no I'm I'm not that so then they ask him who he is and he says I am the voice in the wilderness um which is a reference to Isaiah um don't have the exact reference marked down. And I I do apologize for that. I can look that up um, and put it in some show notes possibly. But what he is saying is is I'm just the one who is preparing the way for Jesus to come or or the Messiah to to initiate the kingdom and, and life. Um, Here's what Augustine says about this. John the Baptist, insofar as he was the most outstanding among those born of women and the most humble um, in acknowledging the Lord. So he's saying that John the Baptist is stating here that he's just, he's humbly stating, I just am a light, (laughs) if you will. Um, He's just there to illuminate what is about? What is coming? What is here? And that's Jesus. Uh, so this this brings us to our next point, which is John's calling, verses twenty four through twenty eight. Um, so so what was John about then? He's about the baptism of repentance in water. On so it's very temporal but it's about repenting and turning back to God. Israel at this time was very uh in this weird nebulous state and humanity in general, it was just a very terrible time where Israel was under captivity under Roman rule and just fractured, really broken apart the the whole system of what God had intended. Was broken. The temple was around because it had been rebuilt, but um, the system itself was corrupt and broken. Um, So John comes and he's saying, like, "Hey, the kingdom is at hand. The kingdom is here. Repent. Be baptized. Turn back to God. That's what repentance means." This is what Augustine says about it. However, because he appeared in a mortal body, as it were, at night, he lit a lamp for himself by which he could be seen. That lamp was John. And what he's saying, so he's, Augustine is building this framework of the first coming of Jesus and how it's concealed, (laughs) Uh, it's, under darkness, even John himself, as we read, didn't really realize that it. it didn't click until he saw the spirit illuminate. But what John was sent to do, what his purpose is, what he was about, was to be the lamp that shone <laughs> on um the path which is the path is Jesus, right um so he is kind of just like one who shines the light on the actual light which is Jesus uh why was he doing this to prepare the way for the lord matthew henry says he bat- he baptized the people with water as a profession of repentance and as an outward sign of the spiritual blessings to be conferred on them by the Messiah who was in the midst of them. Um, and again, Augustine says, in John, the prophecy is fulfilled I am the voice crying out in the wilderness, that's said in Isaiah. It's Isaiah 40, verse 3. Um, Level the road for the Lord, straighten the paths for our God. That's Isaiah 40, verse 3 again. Does it not seem to you that the herald's job is to say, go out, make a path, but where the herald normally says, go out, John says, come. A herald usually pushes people away from the judge. John invites them to the judge, Rather, John invites them to the humble one, lest they experience a judge that is mighty. I am the voice of the one crying out in the desert. Level the road for the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah says. So John knew his purpose and his place, which was to prepare the way for the Lord. John received the ministry of baptism, Uh, Again, Augustine, sorry. Uh, John received the ministry of baptism in the water of repentance to prepare a way for the Lord. Although the Lord was not present yet, or not yet present, but once the Lord had become known, it was superfluous to prepare the way for him because he himself had become the way for those who knew him. And that is why John's baptism didn't last. And that's, that's what John's purpose was, was to, again, prepare the way for the Lord and shine the light of him being here. Um, which then draws us to our third point, which is John's confidence. And this is verses 29 through 34. Uh, Jesus is declared as the Lamb of God. And I first want to look at some comparisons here um, with the Passover lamb and Jesus, right? So the Passover lamb, uh, if you go to the Exodus story where the Israelites are told to kill a lamb and put the blood on the doorposts um, and the Spirit of God would pass over them and then uh, they would be safe as the Spirit of God went and uh, did the work of killing the newborns in Egypt. They're the firstborns in Egypt um, to deliver his people out of the oppression of the world. Uh, so here we're looking at the Lamb of God and the Passover Lamb comparison. The Passover Lamb was actually supposed to live with the people leading up to Passover. Um, Jesus came and lived among us leading up to his death and the ultimate Passover. Um, The Passover lamb was to be slaughtered by the family. Um, Humanity (laughs) slaughtered Jesus. The blood on the doorposts sealed and made safe those who put it on there. Jesus's blood seals us as we believe in him and surrender as him as our Passover lamb. Um, they're to eat the lamb dressed and ready to leave exile or ready to leave that, that oppression. Um, and this is, this is really awesome and powerful stuff. Uh, and it, when we, in remembering Jesus's death and resurrection, we're to remember it with expectation of resurrection for ourselves, uh, but also his second coming and expectation that he is going to fulfill and deliver us from all the evil. And that's what... That's what John's confidence and hope was in here, too. He's like saying, behold, Jesus comes the next day, right? And he's saying, behold, that's the Lamb of God. That's the one who's going to deliver us. That's the Messiah. That's the long-awaited one. John came as a preacher of repentance, yet he told his followers that they were to look for the pardon of their sins to Jesus only and to his death. It agrees with God, with God's glory to pardon all who depend on the anointing sacrifice sacrifice of Christ. He takes away the sin of the world, purchases pardon for all that repent and believe the gospel. That's what uh, Matthew Henry says in his commentary about who Jesus is in this passage, and it's so beautiful and true, and that's, that 's what we 're here for that 's what leads us to life and flourishing is Jesus and him alone. so we keep tracking uh, here you know the Holy Spirit rests on Jesus this is the sign of the sign of the spirit is confirmation from the Father to John the Baptist to know that Jesus is the Messiah. Uh, Jesus is greater than John John says that he existed before john we 've already looked at that in uh, past weeks, uh, Jesus, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> Jesus comes baptizing in the Holy Spirit. So John came baptizing in water, right? To, which is a very temporal thing and, and shows the way to repentance. Jesus comes baptizing in the Holy Spirit, sealing his people for all eternity, as well as gifting and empowering them to serve and follow in his way. That is what the Holy Spirit does. So, in conclusion, and I um I do apologize because I feel like I've rushed through a lot of stuff, and and I can go deeper and maybe provide some show notes <coughs> as well. Excuse me, uh, but in conclusion, here we see that John the Baptist's purpose is fulfilled as he made clear who the awaited Messiah is, and that is Jesus. Not only has he revealed Jesus to Israel, but he also was fulfilling what the prophet Isaiah said about being the voice in the wilderness. Interestingly enough, we also see Jesus's humanity, uh, or sorry, Jesus's ministry begin here with his baptism. It is Being baptized, or sorry, in being baptized, Jesus is showing the way of humility. He is showing the way in which we, his people, are called to walk as the lamb being led to the slaughter. He is revealed to the people who will kill him. We are to follow in the way of Jesus to the cross. We cannot, nor should we try to avoid it. The blessing to come, however, is that of resurrection. As Jesus rose, we who are his people will also rise at his return. Actually, to clarify that point, everyone will rise. It's whether we rise to life or death, to eternal life or eternal death. All of us who are his people will rise to eternal life with him. The king has come once and is calling his people to follow in his ways. When the fullness of his people are reached, he will return in glory with the trump sound and we will be raised to life in him again. We must wa- Now we must walk in the path that he has laid before us, the path of humility and love. And we're about to see Jesus just love on people the way that it's intended. We see him start in humility, right? Like John's like, oh, I'm not able to undo his sandals. (laughs) And we're going to talk about this again more. But Jesus... In humility, it was like, no, I need to be baptized. He knew, Jesus knew who he was, but he also knew the path to make things right. He is the spotless lamb. That's another comparison that I, I didn't mention. The Passover lamb had to be spotless, no blemish, nothing wrong. Jesus is perfect. This is why he came as a human, right? To be for us what we can't be for ourselves. This is why the work of the cross is so important and what we focus on, right? This is, this is what transforms us. We see Jesus coming and radically changing the way of life, through dying. He does the impossible and he calls us to do it too. And we can only do it through him. And that is the gift of the Holy Spirit that he gives us. It's the seal, it's the confirmation that we are his. We are sealed by his blood. And there's an element of the Holy Spirit that enters in into every believer, and we can have different portions of that, but I'm getting off track going down rabbit holes. Um, the point is that Jesus is everything. He is the Passover lamb. He is our confidence. He was John's confidence. And he begins his ministry in humility. take these next few minutes to really reflect. Think about the work of the cross. Think about who Christ is, our Passover lamb. Think about the communion meal. I wish that we could meet together in person because I love doing the communion meal each week in community. It's so important. Think about the body that was broken and the blood that was poured out for you. Take this time. Let's just have an open space for prayer. If you need to do anything, do it. If you need to surrender, do it. If you need to reach out to somebody and just give them a word of love, do it. If you just need to be with Jesus, do it take these minutes. this blessing. May the Lord keep you. May he flourish you. May he bless you. May he shine his face upon you. And may you grow in his grace and knowledge and love. Thank you. Have a good week.